Tapes and Scouts, a podcast where two friends review every single movie they watch. Hello. Hi. You're here. Yes. When did you get here? I don't know, but I'm here. Okay, fantastic. I may have been here. Oh, it happens a lot. That's the fumes in here? Yeah, the chloroform. Uh, that and the melting CDs, because that's how I have to keep warm now. Oh, you've been melting them. Yeah, yeah, some of them. Huh. And then it forms like this weird ball, and then I reheat the ball. Oh. And then that really reeks. Yeah, no, like that's that, not great. That acrid black smoke that's making your eyes water. Yeah. That's what that is, yeah. That's, Jeez. That's reburnt AOL discs. <laughs> yeah? Yeah. Boy. Yep. How's Knife Puppy doing with all the, the fumes? Oh, she's not great. No. No, not great. No, she's got like a soot on her. Yeah, it's just a layer. It's a layer. It's a layer, yeah. You yeah. can even see it on the knives. They're kind of like, it's like they're pre-buttered. I, <laughs> pre-buttered knives. Pre-buttered. I just kind of want them to be sharp and evil knives. But. I know. I know. You got to you gotta pay for heat, though. Um, I will look into that then. Okay. Uh, I have taken notice of what you're saying. I've, I've put in several tickets. Oh, I was burning them for heat. Oh. Um, I've okay. also got uh, money, you know? Yep, yep. Yeah. Just All that burn- podcast money you're burning. That, that podcast money. Mm, yep. Sweet, sweet podcast money. Yeah, so 2022. Yeah. Speaking of sweet things people do for money. Hey. Jurassic World Dominion. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. Here it is. Watch this thing. Like, damn near when it came out. 6-14-2022. It's two hours and 26 minutes of something. It's an action movie. Colin Trevorrow claims it to be, starring the Bryce Dallas Howard, Laura Dern, sorry, and DeWanda Wise, who actually is kind of a delight. Your IMDb movie summary. Four years after the destruction of Isla Nublar, Biosyn, oh, they can't be good. They have sin in the name. Mm. Operatives attempt to track down Maisie Lockwood, who's our clone from the previous film, even though that really wasn't mentioned in the summary. Dr. Ellie Sattler now, just completely left of this, is investigating genetically engineered swarms of giant insects. Whoa. Because you know what? Dinosaurs and giant insects, they're synonymous. It's It's not the same thing. It's It's exactly the same. Ooh, it's not not good. This movie is really like... This movie pisses me off because it is exactly what I do not want from like these nostalgia revisits or like re kind of... Yeah sort of boots or whatever, you know what I mean? Whatever you want to call it, like re... They're all soft reboots Suscitations, <laughs> whatever yeah. you want to call them. It feels awful. Like, this is such a cash-grabby piece of, like, giant insect poop. It's all the characters from the other ones. You know none of these characters are going to die at this point. You know if I hold my hand up and go like this, that I can stop any dinosaur forever. That's right. Very easy. It's called the Chris Pratt. You do this. Yep. And you stop any dinosaur forever. Everybody does this in this movie. Every single character Chris Pratt's at a dinosaur in this film. Except for Bryce Dallas Howard, who hides underwater. It's a good move, too. It's just really bad. It's like the stakes were never lower, and it's we're going to sacrifice everything about what the previous movie was trying to set up with the clones and kind of just make that like five minutes at the end so B.D. Wong can show up again, which is fine. He's a delight. But it's just, at this point, man, I just could not care less. Like, they're throwing every character to the point where the director of Biosyn is Dodson from the original. We got Dodson here. Wow. Yeah. Interesting. Yep. It's not. I assure you it's not. (laughs) Oh. It's, uh, It's real bad. And it's angering because it reminds me of how good the original is. That's always a, a fear with yeah. these movies. Where it's just like, oh, I love these characters. Man, do I hate everything about what's going on in this film, though. Yeah, it's it's rough. I don't like it. I think this continues to do what Star Wars does, where they tempted to kind of retcon the middle sequel and just, mm-hmm. like, tie it up because no one gives a shit. Yeah. But they sure do want to hear about giant locusts. 
Yeah. <sighs> it's bad. It's bad. IMDb, 5.7 out of 10. Rotten Tomatoes critics, 389 of them. 29%. Oh, my God. Yeah. Wow. Audience. Here we go. 10,000 plus. You want to guess the audience? It's got to be high. It's got to be high. It's pretty high. Because it's, it's got to be high. It's got to be like 87. 77. Ooh, Very close. Right, yeah. yeah. I'm giving it a three and a half. Oh, wow. Out of 10. And you know I don't give out low scores too often on this podcast. But my this is goodness. a piece of poopy that has been fossilized and stuck on a cane. It's uh, bad. Well, that'll happen soon in another sequel trilogy. That's right. Well, Poop's I got the thing that'll make you feel better. Oh, I'm going to do this to you. Oh, okay, you've stopped me. I can't move. Literally. You cannot move. I'm frozen. You just relax. Okay. You're going to relax. I'm frozen. And I'm going to get angry at a movie. Okay, please. Because I hate this movie. Let's oh, go. I, you might like it. I don't know. Oh, maybe. Because it's a Cronenberg. Oh, I love a Cronenberg. I know, and I typically do too. I know But you do. 2012's Cosmopolis. Okay. I have not seen this film, so I'm, I'm anxious to see what you think. Yes. Okay. All right, do it. July 31st. When I watched this, you wrapped up July with this film. I wrapped up July. Let me make sure. Yes, I wrapped up July. America month. America. America. America month. One hour, 49 minutes. I promise you, this will feel like five hours of your life. Okay. Crime, drama, fantasy, directed by David Cronenberg, starring Robert Pattinson, Juliette Binoche, and Sarah Gaydon. Hmm. Your IMDb movie summary. Riding across Manhattan as Stretch Limo in order to get a haircut. A 28-year-old billionaire, Asset Manager's Day, devolves into an odyssey with a cast of characters that start to tear his world apart. Apart. This movie is bonkers. I understand Cronenberg and what he's going for. Right. This is a very hard movie to tell anybody to watch. Okay. Anybody. Anybody. Anybody with eyes and ears that would enjoy cinema. Right. Probably not. Now, the pluses. Pattinson's pretty good. This is his first movie, I believe, after Twilight. Makes sense. I'm pretty sure. Great range. He pulls this off great. It's just, it's not that good. Right. Nobody talks like this. The whole movie, nobody fucking talks like this. (laughs) It's insane. If one or two characters talked like this, it would work so much better. But Mm -hmm. when everybody's just like, let me get in your stretch limo. What are you doing? You go in to get a haircut. And then like the world is doing this and this and this. And I feel that it's just like, what? What are we even talking about? (laughs) It is insanity. Um... Yeah, that was my second. My first bullet point was, holy shit, this movie. Okay. Um, That's a good bullet point. Some performances are pretty great, mm-hmm. but it's just so weird. You're just like, I can't even care about it. Right. I think there's a, the, the one woman, I forget which actress. I was so frazzled. She gets in his limo. She's having like, she has sex with him, and then she's having like this weird dialogue with him. And it was great. And I was like, this is a really interesting thing you're saying. And then it's like so much more just fucking bullshit. Cronenberg mm-hmm. got a little too inside his head A little here. bloated here. For sure. Mm-hmm. And uh, I will not make you watch this on a rewind oh, don't worry i'm not gonna that. do that to you <laughs> uh paul giamatti turns up at the end oh and starts talking in this way no one talks and it's like i want to like it so bad i fought so hard to like it and it even though it's good the performance of right. those two interacting was so good but it's like god this is such a big ask right. for an audience i don't know who you made this for right you know it's just that's a good way uh, to phrase it because it's like there's there's movies like that where it's just like you can tell it's grading against you and you're just like is it me is it something i'm not like am i just off a little bit like if i just moved over left to go and click in and i'd be right there 
so it's it starts fine. Like he keeps having weird people go up to his limo. There's like different reasons that his limo's kind of stuck in traffic. Right. He's like insistent, like I need a haircut, even though he looks fine. Right. And like they're like, well, it's kind of dumb to go get a haircut. There was like you know this parade going on, and the senators over here, and there was oh there was an assassination attempts and bomb but he's just so out of touch and, that he doesn't care. Right. Right. So it's a good political, I guess, kind of speaking on on the world. Yeah. But it's just so much. It right. is make it a Twitter post. Don't make it a, a two hour movie. Right. For little, sure. A little bloated for sure. I hated it. IMDB <laughs> gave it a five point one. Okay, that's not great. Hundred and eighty seven critics. Uh-huh. Interesting number of critics. Hundred and eighty seven. Sixty six percent. Okay. The audience, 25,000 plus verified, Mm. 31%. Okay, this sounds like a Cronenberg. I gave it a four and a half. That's generous from the way it sounded. The wife gave it a three. Okay. She was mad. She was mad. I just hated everything about this. I wanted to. I tried so hard. I'm like, I get what Cronenberg usually does. I know what a Cronenberg is. I'm not ignorant to that. Right. You know, and I just, I wanted good things for Pattinson and just like, I think your score reflects that everybody was doing well. You just don't know why the hell they were doing. Exactly. Yeah. It's a shame. Like what's going on here? If you're going to be a completionist on Cronenberg, make this the last one you do. Oof. Oof. Bam. 2018. Yeah. This changes everything. Does it? It does. Oh, no. Watch that on June 15th, 2022. One hour, 37 minutes of documentary. Oh, I like those. Directed by Tom Donahue, starring uh, the absolutely radiant Gina Davis, Reese Witherspoon, and Sandra Oh. Amongst oh. lots and lots of others. Oh, yeah. Your summary here, top Hollywood filmmakers discuss gender discrimination in the oh. media and entertainment industry. That's a good thing to make a documentary about. Yeah, it's a smart documentary. This feels like very much an informative and educational piece. Good. It is not, there's no frills, there's no fancy, there's no flair. It's just, we're going to hit you with facts about how awful and sexist Hollywood and the media is. Right. Period. The end. That's what we're going to do for an hour and 37 minutes. Surprise, it's not longer. I'm sure there's enough. There is. And some of it's like really alarming, like some factoids they put in about like children's movies and different like facts about, I forget the name of the test, but it's a test your movie takes where if a female is in it and they're not talking about men or they're not talking about the way they look. Wow. It, it passes this particular test, and like 78% of film do not pass this test. Like, wow. female characters just have no business doing anything in a movie other than fretting over their relationships or how they look. Like, totally superficial bullshit. It's weird. Yeah, it's pretty wild. And I know Dan will call me out and be like, Max, obviously that's the blank. And he probably knows the name, and I'll get a text for it. Hi, Dan. So they want all movies to be like 1950s romance comics. That's well, they don't want that. They don't they, want They that. feel that that's how, but if you look, like 78% of films fall into that trap, even modern film. That's, where it's just like that's not good. your female your female leads have nothing to do other than fret about men or fret about how they're looking. It's just, gotcha. just such a shame to see, and it's surprising. Yeah. And even kids' movies, there's so few female-led kids' movies, and it's just good things to put out there to put on everybody's mind because it's like I know we tend to like shrug and moan and stuff sometimes when we see like oh there's another pushed kind of but like in a sense those have to exist in order for us to get past that and get to the authentic stories right. from the and i just wish we could just eschew all of that find filmmakers and storytellers who have this viewpoint and want to tell a story from their perspective right. and actually put it out there and this kind of makes you just not necessarily i didn't feel bad they were not man shaming in this like i did not feel like i needed to tuck my junk or anything for the duration of this movie but it 
it is kind of like, damn, that is really fucked up. Like, it's to, not good. No, it just makes like it just makes you feel bad. And like the kind of movies that I like up here are a lot of them fall into this trap mm. where it's just you know what I mean, very manny. You know what I mean? Like, and that's you know. I'd like that kind of stuff because I was a kid who grew up playing with guns and sure. you know what I mean? Like that kind yeah. of stuff. But I feel like we need to think a little bit more. Like we need movies like Atomic Blonde's a good example. Sure. Of like it's great. Yeah, it's an awesome movie. We need these like female led stories or we need to re examine some sometimes we need to re examine the characters, why they're doing this, what's their motivation here. And just as a writing exercise and as a development exercise, we need to have these in here. Because even like the female led Ghostbusters has a lot of that, where we're just fretting over the the Chris Hemsworth character. It's just like these characters don't even have a chance to grow because they're just so busy being stereotypes in that movie. That's true. Like that's kind of things that are rough about those kind of features where it's just like, can we just get out of our own way and like stop claiming that we're progressing just so that we can sell tickets to show you that in fact this is a regression? Like I just really frustrating to see where it's like, can we get more thoughtful? Can we get more Furiosas? These are things I want to see. Well, let's reboot some of these old female fronted movies instead of Jurassic Parks. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. <clears throat> give, me a, give me an update on coffee. Yeah, exactly. Give me something let's, like that. Yeah, let's get Pam Greer in here kicking ass, which yes. I think you know Tarantino did right later on. Right with Jackie and, Brown. With Jackie Brown. Like and I that's think, a good idea. That's a good example. Absolutely. It's just there's so many chances and there's so many voices out there. You know right. what I mean? Whether it's female, whether it's male and a minority, whether it's trans, whatever right. it may be, there's somebody who has their story they want to tell and it's just we need to be more open and I understand it's at the end of the day it's all about the the money the right? dollars like how many people are actually going to want to see this but until you put it out there and prove like definitively we've done this x times it has failed x times there's just no market for it i'll watch it yeah that's what that's the goal right is we want to watch these movies i'd love to have my eyes opened to different perspectives how many bad movies do we watch can't we watch a good one like this yeah like why like, yeah let's let, let me not cringe at the moments where we fail at this and it makes it feel so bloated and awful when they try to do this it's like don't do, like now you're just trying to make it seem Okay. No, no, we do this all the time. Here's one really bad example. It's like, how about you just stop doing that and actually go find filmmakers who care about this and bring them up that way? Right. It just feels so much better when you do it authentically. Right. It just works so much better. Black Black Panther, a great example, right? Sure. Bringing the Creed mm -hmm. director up for that, using a lot of that cast, making it an authentic story from a visionary who can understand the perspective. Like, not only did you understand the perspective from T'Challa's point of view, but you also had one of the best Marvel villains on the screen for for sure for uh, Disney Marvel, which was Killmonger. It's just like, damn, like he's got a legitimate point too. Like, what a great fleshed yes. out villain because we have people who give a shit about that perspective and can draw on experience. It's just that's what we need, and I feel like that's what this really pushed. Yeah. So there you go. That's, well, that's my rant. That's good to hear. Yeah. So not like don't go in this expecting like this really deep and interesting documentary. It's more of just like hitting you with facts. But if you're willing to unpack that in your head and kind of come to grips with, you know, I really wish we could get more of this. I think there's a lot to talk about and unpack here. So this is less about entertaining you and more about making you better. Yeah, I think so. That's Making good. educating you, giving you a better, hopefully more rounded perspective. Nice. IMDb gives it a 7.6 out of 10. Okay. Rotten Tomatoes critics, 25 critics, 88%. Audience, less than 50 verified, 100%. Nice. Which, it's hard to, this is a very hard movie to score for me because it has a documentary problem that I have where it's like, the, it's it, hard it was to, well lit, they yeah. talked, it was, the sound was great, and it was in focus. So it, it completed the task. Right. But was I entertained and excited to watch this movie? No, I think it was eye-opening and effective. So I'd say because it was effective is pretty much where all of my score is coming from here. Because at the end of the day, what's its goal? Mm -hmm. It's to educate me and try to do that. And I think it succeeded. And I'll give it a 7 out of 10. 
Nice. Yeah. Good movie. Yeah. Did its thing. Well, I'll take us home. Take us home. Taking us home. Taking us home with another documentary. Ooh, documentary. Yeah, that's right. 2020s? 2018s? I've got different years for this movie. Ooh, that's exciting. It, it happened is. many years. It happens all the time. Oh, I love that. The Orange Years, the story of Nickelodeon. Oh, the Orange Years. Have you seen this? No, but it takes place over many years, which is why you have so many dates Several right Several years. Yeah, it just makes sense. It's especially orange ones. Splat. That's right. I watched this on August 2nd. 2022. It's an hour 42. It is a documentary Ooh. directed by Scott Barber and Adam Sweeney, starring Jason Alishan, Drake Bell, John Bonavia, Bonavia, John Leguizamo. Leguizamo. He was probably there at one point. Leguizamo. A documentary film about the Nickelodeon network telling the stories of its humble origins deep into the SNCC. Years. I love it. My bullet points, they found and talked to just about every person possible. That's rad. That's what it, you want. Everybody. Is Danny Tamborelli in here? Yes. Nice. I don't know. That's Pete from Pete and Pete. Yeah, he's Young in Pete. there. Yeah, he's in there. They're all in there. Nice. Everybody's rad. in there. So great. Yes, he's in there. Really shocking what they went through to start as a network. Really surprising. So they were trying, they only had, I think, Pinwheel was the first thing they had. And okay. It was different from what we ended up getting. Okay. But they couldn't, they were like, here's what we're going to do. And they're like, no, no one would help them. They weren't able to get a cartoon on. Wow. Nobody would sell them a cartoon because they didn't have action figures to sell. Because wow. it's the 80, 80s yeah. and the 90s. Right. The toy era. So they're like, nobody would give them anything. They were like, what do we even do? You can't do that on television is what saved them. Wow. Because that was from Canada. Right. So they got that through a different means, and then that was a hit. Huh. And then they went the game show route because they couldn't right. do anything like else. Double Dare. So Double that. Dare was yeah. next. It is wild, the transition. It's interesting how music plays into it as well, because MTV owned Nickelodeon. Oh, I, I think it's, know that. I think it still does. Wow. I think they, they always did. That's interesting. But um, the original logo was made from the person who made the MTV logo. Oh, cool. And that's why they're similar in that they change occasionally. Right. Uh, you never saw that. You always like, I need my same stock logo. They're like, no, it changes. It does different things. Oh, yeah, like the peacock, right? Like we're used right. to that kind of thing. Yeah. Exactly that. And R.E.M. had a big part in huh. Pete and Pete. Yes, yeah. Um, yep. The guy from Devo, I think, wrote the theme song. Like, there's all these things, music tied in. I know Mark Mothersbaugh did the theme to Rugrats. I can verify that off the top of my head. That's pretty cool. Yeah. There's so much. Yeah. My favorite thing is Iggy Pop. Being in Pete and Pete. Being in Pete and Pete was supposed to be a one-time thing. Oh, wow. He loved it so much, he would call them. He'd be like, I'm in town on tour. Can I come by and stand in the background of Pete and Pete? Oh, so rad. he ended up being on Pete and Pete like 12 he times like or something. He was dad on yeah. Pete and Pete, yeah. He was only supposed to be there once, but yeah. if he was ever in town, he would call and ask if he could stand in. That's so They're cool. like, you don't have to write anything. I just want to I just want to be in it. I just want to hang. That's so cool. <laughs> so weird, right? You can do whatever you want, Iggy Pop. You can do anything, Iggy Pop. Yeah, he's no stooge. He is no stooge. The other guys he hangs with, who knows? Yeah, a bunch of them. Stooges. <laughs> a lot of them. This documentary goes up to SpongeBob and Dora because that's the turning point. Okay. Once Dora happens and once SpongeBob happens, they make a billion D dollars. Right. So it's no longer the Struggle. same thing. And a lot of people leave at that point. Okay. The woman who largely was the start of this leaves and goes to Disney and everybody's like, what? Whoa. What? And I think, I believe she's still there. That's cool. Wild. Like just so many things I didn't think of. I had a blast watching this. That's fun. It and was it, so good. And, and we're the right age for this, I think. Right. It, that was our childhood. Um, even if you're a little uh, younger than me, you would have remembered Red and Stimpy. They talk about that. Right. And like how that even happened. They're mm -hmm. like, whatever, just do it. Yeah. Red and Stimpy got thrown together. They tested like a bunch. It was like a show with a bunch of different critters and they're like, 
give me the cat and the dog and throw them together and huh. all kinds of stuff like that. Is, is Bob Camp in this? Do you um, remember? I don't think he was. That's they true. talked to somebody else. That's cool, though. They talked to a lot of the people at more in the network level. Yeah. They were like, yeah, um, Doug was a children's book. Huh. Uh, Rugrats was based off their own kids. That's cool. There's a lot of really cool. They're like, we're just going to do it ourselves. Now we have a little money. We've Super personal. It. I love that. It is so fascinating. That's cool. IMDb, 7.5. Nice. Rotten Tomato Critics, eight of them. Okay. 88%. Okay. The audience, 50 plus verified, 92%. I love it. You ready to get your mind blown? Oh, sure. 9.5. Holy shit. I loved it. That's Namborg. It's a manborg of a it's movie. It's a manborg. It's a manborg, baby. I was not ready for a manborg. It's so good. You have to watch. It's on Hulu, I think. I would watch this. It's fantastic. Even though you watched it. I will make you. That's how high the score is. <sighs> I, I, I was forced to watch manborg when you watched it. And you're welcome. Yeah, so I'm forced to watch this one. It's so good. You'll like it. Splat. 